Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Shalom, good morning, and welcome to this morning's Wellington Jewish Community and Jewish Culture Program, brought to you today by Desiree Gazenswe, missing David Schwartz, who is away this week, with the ongoing sponsorship of the Wellington Regional Jewish Council. We are celebrating over the next few days Shavuot, the Jewish holiday of Shavuot. Um, On Sunday, the 5th of June, there will be relevant celebrations. If you want to attend, and you should, um, please contact the Wellington Jewish Community Center and Temple, Temple Sinai for details. Shavuot is the festival of the weeks, the festival of harvesting, obviously depending on which hemisphere you live. And it celebrates the giving and receiving of the Torah. Some of the customs for Shavuot are staying up all night, studying Jewish texts, reading the Book of Ruth, and we enjoy eating dairy foods like cheesecake. So usually the meal is all a beautiful variety of dairy foods. And also celebrating by decorating the homes and um, and our places with floral themes. There is a little interesting bit of information that um, I read in the local center news of the Jewish community. And it's about gematria, which is the, the study and use of the, of the symbolism of numbers. And so this says, did you know that in gematria, where each Hebrew letter has a numerical equivalent, the Hebrew word for milk, halav, has a numerical value of 40. This number corresponds to the number of days Moses spent on Mount Sinai receiving the Torah. Shavuot is the only major holiday that traditionally includes a dairy menu. Whatever the reason, Shavuot and cheesecake are often thought of together, and for that, there is a reason to celebrate. And there's a meaningful note also from the Center News from Ben Sedley, um, which he printed with a photo of the Beatles. And the title was, It's not clear whether John Lennon had Shavuot in mind when he called on people to come together, but it is sure a good fit. Judaism is the only religion that began with the whole nation witnessing a miracle. The entire Jewish people came together at the foot of Mount Sinai and were given the Ten Commandments and committed to being a light unto nations. In the past few years, We have been facing a pandemic that has made coming together more of a challenge than ever before. We have spent seders alone, had to limit numbers for shul attendance at other festivals, and sadly had to cancel many community events, such as Hanukkah in the park and our annual community picnic. Maybe you've even been unable to attend for a while because of the pandemic or because of the increased stress we are all dealing with at the moment. We are now finally able to put bigger events on again, with precautions, and are looking forward to welcoming everyone back to the center, along with making new members and supporters are welcome. If the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that communities matter. So come along, get involved, and bring your friends. Come together. 
And we're going to hear a song now that is um, quite traditional for Shavuot. It's called Eretz Zavat Halav, which means the land of milk and honey. And this um, performance, this version, is by Tal Sklut.
that was the song Eretz Sabbat Chalav, um, a traditional Shavuot song, uh, by the performance by Tal Sklut. And later on, we're going to hear another version of the same song. Um, in upcoming events, just want to let you know that on Wednesday, 29th of June at 2 p.m. for Le Dorvador, we will have our own David Schwartz, and he will speak on the theme, Who Do We Think We Are? Jewish communities started in New Zealand in 1840 with very small numbers. After 180 years, fateful years for the Jewish people as a whole, the total number of Aotearoa New Zealand Jews now is probably no more than about 8,000. There is no exact figure. What have we become? Have we developed a Jewish New Zealand identity? How do we see ourselves? Does it matter? What do you think? So I'm really looking forward to that. Wednesday, 29th of June at 2 p.m. Uh, at Webb Street. Um, yes, if you want more information, please contact the center. We'll look at an article now that comes from Jay Wire by Mike Wagenheim. And it's about a music festival that is happening this week. Or it would have perhaps just happened. But very interesting, it's the New York Philharmonic uh, in an event a decade in the making is holding three performances this week at the Houston Music Festival, which presents concerts in the Turbine Hall of the Penemunde Power Station in Germany. Penemunde was built by the Nazis as a V1 and V2 rocket test and nuclear development site. Some of those rockets rained down on Western Europe in the closing stages of World War II. A performed schedule for May 21st, so it just happened, is also said to feature famed violinist Anna-Sophie Mutter, performing the violin concerto that has her name, Anne-Sophie, written and named for her as a love letter of sorts from the then, her then future husband, André Privan, the renowned Berlin-born Jewish composer and pianist, whose family fled Germany in 1939. Mutter married Prevan in 2002. They later divorced but continued to collaborate musically and maintain their friendship. Prevan had been enrolled at the Berlin Conservatory since the age of six, later receiving a full scholarship in recognition of his abilities. But in 1938, Prevan's father was told that his son was no longer welcome there on the grounds that he was Jewish. Mutter has been incredibly active in terms of fundraising for the Ukraine victims and the refugees. The end of World War II did not bring an end to the work carried out at Penemunde. After the war, the Allies sought to acquire the technology developed within the A-4 and V-2, the first missile to launch a large warhead along a predetermined trajectory. German rocket scientists and engineers who worked for the Nazi regime were offered citizenship and jobs in the USSR, Great Britain, France, and the United States. Among them was Werner von Braun, who went on to live in America and work for NASA, where he developed the rockets that launched the Apollo Manor lunar landings. In addition to impacting the space race, 
and guided missiles of the Cold War, the research and development performed at Penemunde informed many later developments in rocket engineering. The idea is to change spaces of war to spaces of culture and to give power in music, in culture, back to the people. This was from the beginning of our goal, Thomas Hummel, director of the Houston Music Festival, told JNS, JNS. That it comes in these times, times of war in Europe, makes it even more significant. But I think it's even more important to remember what's happened in the past. I think we have to fight against antisemitism, against discrimination, against war. Jeff Van Sweden serves as the New York Philharmonic's conductor. He was a protege of Leonard Bernstein, the son of Ukrainian Jewish parents and the first American-born director of a major American symphony orchestra. Reflecting on the suffering of World War II, Van Sweden once explained how his grandmother fought in the anti-Nazi resistance and, quote, killed a lot of Germans, unquote, which he assured her was the right thing to do at the time. He said that several decades afterwards, she had reservations about having taken so many lives. Van Sweden prepared for a 2015 performance of Bernstein's Symphony No. 3, called Kaddish, with the Dallas Symphony Orchestra, by taking a meditative visit while wearing a kippah to Amsterdam's Portuguese synagogue. It was noted, though, that the event goes beyond the personal stories of the participants, taking on more of a global weight. I think there are two really important points, said Borda. One is that Germany has become one of the great partners for the United States. It is remarkable to see a nation that has been through the crucible and put the rest of the world through the crucible, but has come out in a remarkable way as allies and as thinking partners on the other side. He continued saying, I think the other thing to comment on is a particularly important moment now with what's happening in the Ukraine. This is a time where all of us feel we are teetering on some kind of ancient brink of war, one we thought impossible just a few years ago, maybe even a few months ago. So I believe our visit has even a more profound meaning now. I think that's great to fill those spaces with music and culture and things that unite people. And following on the sad um, theme of the Ukraine situation, there's another article that comes from the Times of Israel. And it's titled, Girl in the Red Coat from the film Schindler's List Helps Refugee Children on the Ukraine Border. Volunteering with people fleeing to Poland, Olivia Dabrowska, now 32, says she sees echoes of her iconic character in the kids she meets and hopes she can inspire action in others. The Polish woman who played the standout part of the girl in the red coat in the film Schindler's List has been helping Ukrainians fleeing, the, fleeing to her country and says she hopes her iconic role as an innocent victim of war will help draw further attention to the plight of modern-day refugees. Olivia Dabrowska, 32, 
participated in the famous scene in the middle of the Holocaust movie when she was only three years old. In it, Oskar Schindler, watching the dissolution of the Krakow ghetto, suddenly notices a small child walking down the street. Strikingly, the girl's red coat is the only bit of color in the entire black-and-white film. Later in the movie, Schindler sees the girl's body loaded onto a cart. Dabrowska, who lives in Krakow, told the Washington Post on Friday that when the war in Ukraine started and refugees began streaming into the country, she felt she had to do something. She convinced her mother to go with her to volunteer at the border and spend weeks helping to connect refugees with families who could host them, as well as driving them to various destinations across the country. Over 5 million Ukrainians have fled the country since Russia invaded on February 24th, the UN Refugee Agency said on Friday. Nearly 6 out of 10 Ukrainian refugees have crossed into Poland. I decided to change my fear of the war into action, into helping people, she told the Post. Dabrowska works as a copywriter and has not been involved in the film business since her stint in Steven Spielberg's film, but she said seeing refugee children had awakened in her the image of her young self. There were and still are a lot of children, and I saw this little girl in the red coat in every child. She added, I remember every single person, every single story, and all of those stories are very, very tragic and horrible. I don't think I will forget them in my life ever. To help raise money for aid efforts, Dabrowska has now embraced her famous role more publicly. She says the girl symbolizes hope, innocence, and the ability to inspire people to do good, as she did in the film for Schindler the Nazi party member who went on to save many hundreds of Jews by employing them in his factory. I thought that because of this symbol, I could speak to more people. I could involve more people, people who don't know me as me, but they know I played this little girl in the red coat. There is no more important thing than helping refugees, she said. This is my biggest purpose now. And... We'll go to a little bit of music again. And just a reminder that you're listening to the Wellington Jewish Community and Jewish Culture Program brought to you on behalf of the Wellington Regional Jewish Council here on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM, the real voices of Wellington. The song we're going to hear is again the Shavuot traditional song, Eretz Zavat Halav, the land of milk and honey. But this time, it's performed by the San Diego Jewish Men's Choir.
And we were listening to the San Diego Jewish Men's Choir singing Eretz Zavad Halav, the land of milk and honey. And one more article comes from, the, from J-Wire, originally from the Jewish News Syndicate, about Auschwitz survivor, 98-year-old, um, who won the Simon Wiesenthal Prize for Holocaust Education a survivor of the Auschwitz concentration camp who became a social media celebrity thanks to her great-grandson, was one of four people to win a Simon Wiesenthal Prize. Lili Elbert, 98, was born in Hungary in 1923 and deported in 1944 to Auschwitz-Birkenau, where her mother, younger brother, and sister were killed. After four months in the camp, Ebert and two of her other sisters were transferred to a labor factory. She was liberated by U.S. troops and eventually moved to the United States. Her great-grandson, Dove Foreman, created a TikTok account for her years ago so she could tell young people today about her experiences. Ebert has since garnered more than 1.9 million followers. Last fall, the British citizen published her memoir, Lily's Promise, how I Survived Auschwitz and Found the Strength to Live, which was co-written by Foreman. The other winners are Tzvi Nigal, who fought in the British Army against Nazi Germany, Austrian journalist Karl Pfeiffer, and Holocaust survivor Liliana Segre, president of Italy's Special Committee Against Intolerance, Racism, and Antisemitism. All four individuals were shortlisted for the award. The Simon Wiesenthal Prize jury decided to give money to all the nominees as a way to honor their collective life's achievements, said Katharina von Schnurbein, the European Commission Coordinator on Combating Antisemitism. So it's never too late to go on TikTok. <laughs> That's wonderful. That brings us to the end of today's Wellington Jewish Community and Jewish Culture Program presented by Desiree Gesenswe and sponsored by the Wellington Regional Jewish Council. Thanks for listening. We hope you found it enjoyable and that you will tune in again here on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM for the next program, which is in four weeks' time, on Sunday, 26th of June. And next Sunday, 5th of June, you can hear our sister program, Aspects of Israel, at the same time, 11.15 a.m., here on Wellington Access Radio. Have a happy Shavuot, and until our next program, Shalom. Peace be with you. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.